Blog Talk Radio. Stand by, please. Stand by. Well, praise God and good morning and welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Eric Code 646-378-1857. We have a teaching that we're going to pick up from what we did uh, yesterday and how to fight spiritual warfare. First thing I want you to know that you cannot use spiritual warfare from your fleshly mind. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, according to Acts 10.38. Lord, forgive me for all of my sins. If we confess our fault that he's just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness, 1 John 1.9. Lord, we come to you and we ask that we totally repent of our sins and of our wrongdoing. Keep us sealed in your heart, Lord. Do not depart from us. Please forgive us for our sins. Rain, rain grace upon us that we may be patient with you as you have been patient with me. And I pray that my spirit be in uniting with you through the word. In Jesus of Nazareth, I take authority of every demonic spirit. And I bind any force that will come to block this teaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Most people, when they deal with spiritual warfare, have never been taught how to function in spiritual warfare. And I'm seeing this every day. It is so hard for people to cross over because they've never engaged with the enemy. No one has never told you that you're not right. You hear the word. We're not wrestling against flesh, but it's never been taught to you. Um, (laughs) it, it, It is sad that a lot of Christians don't know anything about spiritual warfare scripture commands us to be properly attired for battle this is not an option nor is it something that automatically happens through some kind of spiritual onipotence as a result of being a christian we are to put on the whole arm of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil ephesians 6 11 may be and i always added anytime you hear therefore or maybe It's based on you. Most Christians have not been taught how to engage unseen forces. That's all you do. You are dealing with unseen forces is what you're dealing with. And because they are unseen forces, you've never been under an anointing that deals with unseen forces. It's going to really give you problems. If you're coming from a Baptist background, you've been Baptist 20, 30, 40 years, man, that stuff's stout in you. And Jesus had to root you out of there. I root out. Rooting them demons out, Matthew 3. You got to get down in the core of them demons and get down in there to get them out of you. Because if they're in you, it's going to be very difficult for the true spiritual warfare. If you got something in you battling you while you're trying to battle the dark darkness. And most people don't recognize that their mind and their soul are what the devil used to block you from learning spiritual warfare. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, we are war. If I can't say this now, we're at war with the forces of darkness. Do you know I'm 62 years of age? And I told the Lord, Lord, I don't know how long you're going to have me here. And I want to be ready. Tomorrow is not promised for Emmett Overton. There's no guarantee that I could be here tomorrow. 
I know that my life is hidden, but we are like a vapor. James 4.14. In the spirit realm, it's fast. Immediately, Satan comes to choke the word, the aggression that the devil has. We have to be aggressive like this. Let me show you something, for example. And I really want to open up my heart to you because a lot of people don't recognize uh, this. And I, I'm going to do the best I can to get it out to you because my heart hurts to see the body of Christ be so defeated. We don't have to be defeated. Man, we, we have Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, Elohim, Yahweh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Yeshua, in us. And in the spirit realm, it's different. It's not like the natural realm. So what you got to do is to come out the natural mind, for the natural man does not understand the things of the spirit. First Corinthians 2.14. Let me give you an example of this in the book of Mark 4.15. And these are they by the wayside when the word is sown. But when they have heard, look at this now, Satan comes immediately and take it away the word that was sown in their hearts. How can that be? I ask God, Lord, how can the devil take something away from us? Legal rights. And the Lord told me, legal entrance. And I guarantee you, anyone that's trying to deal with spiritual warfare, if you are dealing with it in the formality of anger, you got some anger issues, uh, there are some, some things going on, the devil will disrupt anything. He can to stop you from speaking spiritual warfare. Do you know how powerful it is? Spiritual warfare can push the enemy out of your life. And what he wants to do is to frustrate you. He wants to get you where you are dealing with everything from the carnal perspective. Now he got you. Now he got you. For to be carnally minded is death, spiritual death, Romans 8, 6, carnally minded, carnal Christians. Now, if you're a carnal Christian, it is very, very impossible for you to do spiritual warfare, carnality. You're carnal, and a lot of people are carnal and don't recognize it. And I'm not here to bash no one. I'm here to bring some insight to you. So that you can get victory. Let me tell you something. I prayed in the spirit. My spirit just clicked and I started praying. My spirit is very sensitive. I can hear when somebody quote the scriptures wrong. My spirit picked it up so quick. My spirit just picks it up. Wrong scripture. I heed that day. I already know where it's at. Because I'm constantly staying in the word of God. You have to saturate yourself. Because God doesn't want us to be carnal. And if you're carnally minded, there's no way that you can engage in spiritual warfare. In 1 Corinthians 3, 1, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. See? See, when you're dealing with this, this is spiritual. You can't really communicate with certain Christians in spiritual warfare. Paul says, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. That's very, very, very powerful statement. Now, if you can hold on to that, because I want to give you something to, to, uh, to examine. 
1 Corinthians is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Wherefore, I give you to understanding that no man speaking by the Spirit of Jesus Christ call it Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. That's spiritual warfare. The Holy Spirit can can, can detect and detect lies. The Holy Spirit can detect Antichrist spirit. The Holy Spirit can click and let you know what you need to be engaging in when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But if you are carnal, and that means that your carnality of your soul is more higher than the inner man of the spirit. Let me give you an example. Intellectualism. A lot of people that believe on their own intellectual. That's carnal when you didn't engage in yourself with spiritual warfare. And then the devil will try to get you tripped up and get you to use your human wisdom with spiritual warfare. That doesn't work. It don't. And... Uh, a lot of people try to force that, but it's demonic. And then if you're using human wisdom and spiritual warfare, I guarantee you it's not going to be effective. Because in the book of James 3.17, it says, This wisdom descended not from above, but it's earthly, sensual, S-E-N-S-U-A-L, sensual, devilish. Anytime that the soul gets involved with spiritual warfare, you're going to lose. Well, what do you mean, Pastor, I'm going to lose? Well, I'll show you. Again, anytime you get into spiritual warfare in the carnal, sensual, you're going to lose. Because your soul is your emotions and it's your feelings. And if you start tapping into that soul, you think taking things personal when someone is speaking to you, a demon screaming through you, uh, somebody calling you names, Hey, boy. And you take it personal. Well, the average human being, well, you call me a boy for pride pops up and stuff. But when you're walking in the Lord, you begin to recognize that those are tricks from the enemy. So what the devil wants you to do is to really, you put a curse on yourself by doing it in the flesh. And in Jeremiah 17, 5, the Bible says, thus says the Lord God, thus says the Lord. Cursed be man that trusted in man, whom maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Flesh, heart, depart, arm. That means that you're doing it. That means you're going to depart because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So it's a trap that the devil is putting you into. It's a trap because what he's trying to do is to get you to depend on your human flesh dealing with spiritual things. And that's when you're going to lose the battle. Paul says what we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You can say that a thousand times over and over to a person. Sometimes they still won't get it. Why? Heavily censured in the flesh, in the mind. Now, if any of you are called by the Lord, let me warn all of you who are listening to me. The Lord, if he's called you to the ministry, please stay out of these theological institutions. They are a graveyard. All they do is to deposit in you educational reasoning and philosophy and understanding in the intellect. 
there is no anointing in a, the word theologian. Okay? That ain't no anointing. It sounds good. That's why people are attracted to something that sounds good. But Jesus never uh, took any of his disciples and told them, you're going to go to the Pharisee school and the Sadducees and say, let the Lord teach you. I do not believe in endorsing of theological schools because they don't teach casting out demons. They don't teach spiritual warfare. Only the Lord can teach this to you. But what the devil wants to do is to get you away from trusting in the Lord when you're doing spiritual warfare and get you to get upset and you to get angry. And the Bible says cease from anger. So these are hiccups that the devil throw at you. Now watch this in Jeremiah 17:5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in man and make it flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. For he shall be like the heed in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit perched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabit a wilderness, salt land. That's problems. See, you're not going to be able to be uh, having a victory in it. Then he says, blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spread it out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh. But her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above, desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart and the rims, even to every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of his doings. So if the fruits of your doing is to be in anger, you're not going to get anything out of it. If the fruits of your doing is to get upset, you're not going to find the root of it. Then you're going to continue to get upset. And these things that the devil will use to get you uh, off track so you can't engage with him. He's very subtle. He's not going to let you know he's the devil. The devil doesn't do that. Why? He don't want you to know. He wants you to think that you're doing it. He's not even in the picture. He will eradicate anything you say. He'll get that out of it. It's not me. It's you. I'm doing this. Oh, he's not going to definitely identify himself. That's why he's a thief. And the thief wishes to kill, steal, and destroy Satan. Why are you all, people ask me, why I'm always talking about the devil? Ain't nobody else talking about him. That's the problems that we're having. We're not having problems with people. We're having problems with demons. And spiritual warfare engages you, but when you are able to try to do it on your own, you're going to put a curse on you. So what happens is Satan really wants you to be carnal. And if you're carnal, you are out the game in spiritual warfare. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. See there? I couldn't. If you're carnal in a carnality, I'm trying to talk to you in the spirit, you anger. You get mad. You're getting all kinds of excuses. You're trying to tell God what to do. You're trying to lash out on people. You, you, you don't know what to do. You are a prime attack to the devil. You're feeding grounds. Because some familiar spirits hear everything you're saying. You don't think this is a war? <laughs> if you don't put on your full arm of God, you're not going to make it in this battle. You have to put your full armor of God on 
to deal with this. For ye are yet carnal, 1 Corinthians 3, 3. For ye are yet carnal, for where there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? So when you walk in as a man, then you are in a line with Satan, because Satan does the things of man. Okay? If you are in alliance in the carnal, okay, Satan does the things of man, for ye are carnal, for where there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Satan does the things of men. So you don't even recognize that you're being used by the devil because you're carnal in your attitude. It's not the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And then you're trying to force that into spiritual warfare. That ain't going to work. Matthew 16, 23, but he turned to said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art offensive to me, but thou servest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. And what the devil wants you to do is to set you up to let you become carnal dealing with him. That's why he doesn't leave you, because you're doing it in the flesh. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee, James 4, 7. Well, if you don't have scripture in you, I doubt that you will be able to resist the devil. Jesus resisted the devil in spiritual warfare. Now, I've done this many times. But I've never done it this way. It's amazing how that the Holy Spirit can uh, take scriptures and just turn it. And I've, I've seen this for many years, how you can see one chapter, and all of a sudden you get a revelation out of it. When we are dealing with spiritual warfare, our carnal nature is not needed. We don't need that. Okay, because it's carnal. The natural man does not understand the things of the spirit. Now, if you're going to go into engage in spiritual warfare, and if you're carnal, it's not going to work. Okay, I'm sorry, it just won't work. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, watch this, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. See, in the spirit room, you can see everything. You have to get in the spirit room. Don't use your soul to try to fight the devil. Don't use your emotions because it ain't going to work. Amen? What, what it does, it creates carnality. And that's when you do it in the flesh, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. You want to deal with this in the Spirit of the Lord. And when you are in spiritual uh, conflict with the enemy and you're engaging with him, God will anoint you with his power to go into battle. I want you to know that. The Bible tells us that we are now all good soldiers of Jesus Christ, whether we want to face it up or not. We are living in a war zone as a result of the curse of Adam and Eve. This is still in full operation on this earth. Any one of us at any time that can come under human demonic attack, the daily news will provide that to you without no problem. Just go look on the TV and you can see the demonic attack everywhere. You can see the spirit of murder in the United States, mass murders. That's demonic attack. You can see the spirit of murder in Russia that's invading uh, Ukraine. That's demonic attack. You can see Hamas attacked Israel. And to see how the devil 
and the media is turning this thing around, trying to make Israel look like they're the victims. They was attacked, and Israel has a right to defend itself. And you see how Satan is turning. See, the news media is controlled by demons. Okay? And let me say, if you born-again, spirit-filled Christians, I'm going to warn you. Any born-again, spirit-filled Christian, the Lord has sent me to tell you, y'all need to start praying who to vote for. Your mind, your flesh and mind, get it all in this politics and stuff. It's not going to work for a Christian. You need to go into spiritual world. Donald Trump is not your problem. He's not going to solve the issue. No politician is going to do anything but Jesus. He's going to rule the earth for 1,000 years. So you have to wait to see how he ruled it. We have to engage in spiritual things in the spirit, not in the flesh. And when you are in conflict with the enemy, you got to know the Bible. Now, I'm going to show you how Jesus dealt with the devil. It's very simple. And you should do the same thing, but I find that people don't do it. I find that people are trying to serve God in the flesh, in the human understanding. I'm, I see people using intellectualism, reasoning, and taking all of these uh, fleshy things and trying to use it into the ministry of deliverance. It's not going to work because this is spiritual. And the first thing that you must be able to know, understand, is that you have to have the word of God to deal with the devil. Let's look at this confrontation in Matthew 4.1. Then was Jesus led up into the spirit, into the wilderness, to be tempted of the devil. Are you led up into the spirit? Do you, do, do you live a fasted life? Start learning how to fast. I'm generally getting back into it. My body is suggesting the Lord has warned me. Since I've been in the United States, I've picked up so much. God, I'd be glad to get back to Jamaica. It's night. This food here is horrible in the United States. Eat healthy. That's another area that the Lord is showing me that how the devil can attack you. You know, I'm 62 years old and I work out. I do 30 minutes on that on that gym exercise. Then I do 226 setups with 120 pounds with pins in my back on my stomach. Body twists is 150 pounds. 25 in segments is 150. No pain, no gain. Same thing in the spirit realm. No pain, no gain. You cannot fight the devil in the flesh. You cannot ward off demons in the natural man. You cannot deal with the devil being carnal. You cannot do it. It's not going to work. Okay? You cannot do it. You have to do it the same way that Jesus did it. He said, what I should do, you should do. This is an illustration in the Bible how Jesus dealt with the devil by using the word of God. And you can do the same thing. Now, if you don't believe it, I'm, wait, I'm wasting my time. You have to believe when you're dealing with spiritual warfare that what you're going to say is going to really affect the kingdom of darkness. Now, if you don't believe that, you got to mix it, everything with your faith. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that hear it. You got to mix when you say something in faith that this is going to happen. You got to believe that. And if you believe that, the Bible says in Mark 9, 23, things are possible for him that believe it. Now you're on the right track to attacking the devil. Satan hates the word of God. Let me say this right now. 
Satan hates the word of God. And I want to give you an example of something. If you got around family members who are not saved or you want to, and people come to your house, just say Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Just say that. Everybody's going to stop. Them demons will stop. You'll see it. Try it. Spiritual warfare is very effective. The devil knows it. But what does he want to do? He wants you to fight him in the flesh. You're going to just be wrestling all day like Jacob wrestled with an angel. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get angry. You're going to, you're going to get mad at God. And then you're going to get mad at the instructor who's trying to train you. I, it, I, I see it all the time. And then you fall out of fellowship. You fall out of fellowship. Amen. You fall out of fellowship. And what happens when you fall out of fellowship? What happens? When you fall out of fellowship, you're separated from God. And that's what the devil want to do. He wants to separate you from God so you cannot pray. He wants to get you into a position where you are unable to attack and retaliate. How can he get you to do that when you're in the flesh, when you're sensitive, when your soul has the most sensitive area in your life, something hurts you, you get angry, you get frustrated. There's no way you're wounded. You need some restoration and get some healing. The Lord has to heal you. Ask God, Lord, heal me from this pain. Because if you're a good soldier, you got to have your armor on to deal with the devil. And if your armor is not on, he is going to get in there. And what he's going to do is to rain havoc on your family. But you can counteract him by prayer. You can counteract him by fasting. You can counteract him by standing and believing what you say will happen in the spirit realm, and then you'll be effective. Let me show you how the devil watered off, how Jesus, I'm sorry, watered off the devil. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. When you are being tempted of the devil, ask the Lord to lead you up in the spirit, because he was led up in the spirit. Follow the same patterns that Jesus follows. This can work for you. And when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was after what a hungered. Why would the Lord put why he was so hungry? The devil is so aggressive that he attacks you at your weakest. Jesus was hungry. This was the best time he can get Christ. But it didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written. Now, if you don't know spiritual warfare, you can't go to no book. And just let me read the spiritual warfare book. Put that stuff in your spirit where you can know the word, okay, and put it up out your spirit. You cannot put it up out your spirit if you're in the soul. The Bible says do not worry about what you're going to say or how that you're going to say it. For the Holy Ghost at that hour should teach you what you need to say, Luke 12, 11. So you have to harmonize with the Holy Spirit. That takes prayer. That takes studying. That takes meditating. That takes communing to God. That takes humility, humbleness, meekness, and a desire to go through whatever you got to go through so that God can polish you and look at you and say, this is my son who can defeat the enemy. So many Christians are lacking in understanding spiritual warfare 
I don't even recognize them as Christians. If you don't know spiritual warfare, you're not engaged with the enemy. What are you doing? The word rattles demons. Let's look what Jesus said to the devil. But he answered and said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taken him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacles of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written. You see, the devil can't quote the scriptures right. It's impossible for him. What he said was not in the Bible. He said, for it is written. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. That's not the right scripture. See, the devil is a liar. He couldn't even quote the right scripture. The correct scripture of this quotation is in Psalms chapter 91. And if you go to Psalms 91, I'm, I'm trying to show you something because the word of God is powerful. Psalms 91, verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. What did the devil say? He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. But the scriptures say over thee. So he can't even quote the word correct. So anytime someone is miscorrecting the word, that's the spirit of error in them. Don't receive it. First John 4, 6. All right, this is one time. Okay. Do you think the devil gave up on Jesus? No. He was persistent. And he will be persistent to you. To put things into your mind. Ezekiel 38.10. He will put an evil thought in your mind. And make you want to quit intercessory prayer. He can throw off all of the problems you got. And make you want to quit to pray in the Holy Ghost. He will let you look at everything you got. And hope to God that you don't believe in 1 Corinthians 5.7. For we walk not by sight. We walk by faith. But the things that we see can change. 1 Corinthians 4.18. He praying to God you don't see that. Because he can keep oppressing you. There's no hope. Because of your mind and your emotions. It's involving itself, which is illegal to deal with the devil. And he knows that. Very persistent. Verse 2 of Matthew 4, 5. Then the devil taken him up into a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. This is the second time Satan is trying to tempt Christ. What is What is Christ doing? Christ is using the word of God. I just showed you Satan tried to use the scriptures against God, but it doesn't work because he cannot speak the truth. He is a liar. And if he bring imagination to you that's contrary to scripture, you must cast that thought down. You have to cast it down. Because most Christians believe that thought, they carry it, and they exercise it, and there they go, back in the flesh. I've seen it get over and over and over, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. You have to deal with the devil by his Spirit and the Word of God, because he doesn't like the Word. He can't quote the Word right. There's no good in him. Matthew 4, 7, Jesus said to him, for it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That's number two. Number three, again, the devil taking him up. This is three times. Again, the devil taking him up into the exceedingly high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. He is that desperate. Now, if you want to serve him, you can. You're going to pay a price, though. Okay? Because when he gives you something, it ain't like how God will give it to you. You're going to pay a price for his debt. 
Their interest is 60%. The devil, he'll take everything. You can't cut a deal with him. And he seated in a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said to him, all these things that I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Do you know that a lot of you Christians have betrayed Christ as you utter prayers for the devil under your heart to give you things that's not of God? Yes, you have. You tried to use God. You don't get away with that. That's witchcraft. There are a lot of Christians that operate in witchcraft and don't even know it. Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? You've been bewitched. A lot of you have been bewitched by the devil, believing that you can fight spiritual warfare in your mind. It's impossible. And said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him. And behold, angels came and ministered three times. Do you know why the devil came in him three times? Because he wants to mock Christ. God the Father, one. The Son, two. The Holy Spirit, three. The Godhead. He's always trying to mock the Godhead. And Jesus used the word of God defend them off. Isn't that powerful? The belt of truth stands therefore having girded your wrist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians 4.16 You have to armor up when you're doing spiritual warfare. Truth protects us in two ways. First, it offers knowledge and understanding. When we know the truth about a given situation we can avoid error that might lead us to bondage. And what the devil wants to do is to put you in bondage in every situation. He wants to make you helpless. And the Bible says, stand fast in liberty wherein Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Bondage is not freedom. Bondage represents oppression. And that's being oppressed of the devil. And if some of you don't get yourself together and stop trying to deal with spiritual things in your human intellect, you are going to get wiped out, okay? You cannot deal with this in the flesh. You have to hide behind Jesus. Jesus has to be your wing and your cover in Ruth 2.12. And you can fight the devil, but you cannot fight the devil without God. You cannot stand up to the devil without God, and you have to be in position of the son. The sons of God are led by his spirit. So when the spirit leads you, you're able to deal with the enemy. In Ephesians 6.10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might. Be strong. God wants us to be strong. But you can't be strong in the flesh. 2 Timothy 2.3 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. I've seen so many Christians give up so fast, so quick. It's impossible they can recognize themselves as a soldier. Soldiers don't quit. Well, special forces don't quit. I don't know about regular soldiers. Just special forces don't quit. I see people want to quit. And the devil hear you. Why do you want to quit? God didn't promise us to be, this is going to be a cakewalk. Well, where did you get that from? Another Jesus, another gospel. This is why so many people are so messed up. They don't know spiritual warfare. You have power that the Holy Ghost is in you. 
Use the Holy Spirit to be effective to do what you need to do to deal with the enemy. Ephesians 6, 11 says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And the wiles of the devil is what trick up many Christians, the wiles of the devil. God has given us power over the enemy. We must speak it and believe it. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents. Do you really believe that? That takes courage for that, to trample on serpents and scorpions. That's not an angel. Those are demonic entities. In the word, you will see ants, rats. These things represent spiritual kingdoms, unicorns, spiritual water sprouts, arrows of the Lord. This is a spiritual realm that God is talking about. So scorpions and scorpions are high principalities. Do you know that the Lord give you power over them? And some of us just read scorpions and scorpions and don't know what that is. <laughs> it's spiritual. He's talking about the demonic kingdom that God has given you authority and power over. It. But it takes faith to extinguish that and send it to God. It takes faith to speak that. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. The just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2.4. When you speak the word of God, believe the word of God, formulate it in your spirit that it will work, it become a weapon to the enemy. So it's really based on your faith, your faith and your discipline in Christ to be able to do this. In Ephesians 6.14, it says, Stand therefore having your lines girt about with truth. Truth protects us in two ways. First, it offers knowledge and understanding when we know the truth about a given situation. We can avoid error that might lead to bondage. Second, it keeps us in harmful spirits by learning to tell the truth through the Holy Spirit. It will give you successful, accurate success in your attacks on the kingdom of God that's coming up against you. Uh, I don't believe in uh, defensive formations. No military on earth wins a war in the defensive formation. When the Germans in the Western Front, they had the Western Wall, it was towed down. No defensive formation work. You have to be aggressive in the spirit to deal with these things. Also, there are lying spirits that can intervene with you, and if you don't recognize them, you can get caught up in a spirit of error. So you have to avoid that. A lying spirit produces inferiority, fear, guilt, doubt, and lack of confidence and trust. Everything that flows from us must convert through the Holy Spirit. If we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we definitely can be uh, uh, a, a protective a measure in the kingdom of God to come up against the wiles of the devil when we submit to the Holy Spirit and not allow ourselves to engage with these things in the flesh. Paul appears to have ranked demons. You know that demons have different ranks. When you hear the word like principality, these demons are territorial. They live in one geographical area and do not seem to travel very far. Mountains, rains, rivers, lakes, and other natural divisions of land form their boundaries where people move from one city to another. Principalities do not usually follow. So if you have a principality over your area, your city, just go look into crime and find out what crime in your city. You got murder up, then you know that's the spirit of murder. Sexual offenses up 30% when last year. Look at those statistics and go and pray against these demons. 
because you are dealing with principalities. There was a principality that stopped the prayer from Daniel that hold up 21 days. There was a fierce battle that goes on in the heavens, even in your prayer. Did you realize that? Go study Daniel chapter 10, 11 and 12. You'll see that. You also are dealing with powers. They are stronger than principalities. These demons are more mobile power. They actually inhibit people wherein lesser demons are in commission to harass and to wear people down to make them vulnerable and to habit lesser demons only enter into a person after more powerful ones gain access. So if you have a, uh, say, for instance, you've got a problem, you're dealing with anger or you're dealing with gluttony, that food's going to smell more better than what it ever smelt when it's being cooked. Because what the devil's going to do is entice that nose, them eyeballs, to look at that food and start smelling it. All of a sudden, the demons start growling in your stomach. Those demons doing that. You don't have no control of your life because you haven't yielded to the Lord. You'll yield to the Lord Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you ain't praying no more. You're back finger-banging. And you get inconsistent, and you go back and forth, and then you get mad at God. God is not the person, it's you. Most people waver. Wavering is not a good thing to do in spiritual warfare. Amen? That's in uh, uh, James 1.6. Powers are stronger than principalities. These demons are more mobile. Powers may actually inhabit people wherein lesser demons are commissioned to harass and to wear down people to make them vulnerable to inhabitations. Lesser demons only enter a person after more powerful ones gain access. That's what the powers do in your area. Rulers of darkness. These demons affect the overall spiritual condition of a place. For example, where the prince of the powers over Persia hindered the prayers of Daniel, this suggested that a single demon or a strong man is responsible for such activity. You have strong men demons that's ranked up to come up against you. The power of prayer can break that. Pray ye in the Holy Ghost. Break through that thing and keep praying and keep praying and pre praying and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying and pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't worry about how you feel. That ain't got nothing to do with what you're dealing with. Your feelings have nothing to do with the spirit realm. I want to tell you that right now. If you think that you're going to use your feelings to determine a demon, I do not want you in an exorcism with me. If you're dealing with a satanic a high priest, uh, a master satanist, do you think I want you sitting up in there with me talking about, uh, let me see now. You don't deal with the devil in your mind. You deal with the devil in Christ, through Christ, with Christ, because Christ is the one that can feed him, not you. So you got to allow him to get in you. Read the word. Greater than he that is in me than he that is in the word. In the word, let your life be hidden in Christ. Colossians three three. Make sure that you forgive. First John one nine. Make sure that you don't be looking back in your past. That's going to bring sadness. That's going to bring depression. See these things open up the door that you have the inability to fight the devil. And the devil's good at it. Why? Well, you got a friend named familiar spirit that knows you quite well. This thing know you. And this familiar spirit does a lot of damage to people. I've seen this thing wreak havoc on people, this familiar spirit. God knows this thing. Your life is hidden in Christ Jesus, okay? Your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. 
Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. You've got to say that over and over and over and over, that your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. Say it again. Your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. Say it again. Your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. Say it again. Your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. Say it again. Your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3.3. 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 And just wear the devil out. My life is hidden in Christ Jesus. My life is hidden in Christ Jesus. My life is hidden in Christ Jesus. There's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. I break the power of the enemy over you, Satan. You come out of my mind. I cast down every thought. Every thought that exalts itself between the knowledge of God. And I cast down these imaginations in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 4, and 5. Satan, I re rebuke you from my thoughts. I bring and yield my soul and submit my soul to my spirit. For we have a body, mind, soul, and spirit. First Thessalonians 5.23. You keep saying that over and over, you will wear the devil out. And I guarantee you, he will leave. He does not like the word to be a battering ram. He don't like it. And it works. Spiritual hosts of weaknesses are in high places. These appear to be the strongest of the demons. Responsible for development such as counterfeit Christianity, which is the Creflo Dollar Christianity. Remember, counterfeit Christianity is the Creflo Dollar Christianity. Counterfeit Christianity is the Joe Osteen. Counterfeit Christianity is the uh, T.T. Jakes. Counterfeit Christianity, uh, Kenneth Copeland. Counterfeit Christianity is Juanita Bynum. These people are not Christians at all. They are posing as Christians. They don't have no power. They're all about your money. If you get the Holy Ghost and you start fasting and praying and really get into the Word of God, the Lord will open up your eyes that you may see this foolishness. Because the devil is in the church. The synagogue of Satan is real. In warfare, ignorance of the enemy can lead to defeat. In warfare, ignorance of the enemy can lead to defeat in any war. Look at any of the major wars. Those who have better intel, those who are aggressive better, wins the war. In warfare, ignorance of the enemy can lead to defeat. How can any army operate effectively if it does not know the tactics of those that oppress? Satan. The Bible says that we are an army with balance. Did you realize that? In, in, in Psalm of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 10, who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, a terrible as an army with banners? We're an army. Uh, Psalm of Solomon 6, 4 says, Thou art beautiful, O Lord, as Tezra, calmly as Jerusalem, terrible. What hinders us from putting on the arm of God? What, what hinders us? Why we can't put it on? First, we don't believe it as an armor. That's where the problem is right there. No faith. Well, if you don't have faith, you're going to be in inability to operate in spiritual warfare. Because it takes faith to believe that you're praying up against the enemy. It takes faith to believe that what you're saying will be effective, whether you can get hear or feel any outcome. Spiritual warfare is not determined on your feelings. Remember Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. 
the word principalities is in the Bible seven times. We are dealing with principalities. It is in the Bible seven times. Number one, Jeremiah 13, 18. Number two, Romans 8, 38. Number three, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. Number four, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Number five, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Number five. Number six, Colossians 2, 15. Number seven, 3, 1. Now, rulers of the darkness of this world is in Ephesians 6, 12. Let's look at Luke 22, 53 before we close. Luke 22, 53. Luke twenty two fifty three. Okay, in Luke chapter twenty two verse fifty three, when I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. You have the authority to defeat the power of darkness. You cannot do it in the natural realm. You cannot do it in the flesh. You cannot do it by eyeballing. You cannot do it by using human wisdom. You cannot do it by your intelligence. You cannot do it by your educational resources that you have, your education. You cannot do it by your intellectualism. You cannot do it by your human wisdom, nor by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. That is spiritual warfare. Amen? Uh, Ephesians 6.13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand. Now, there's the whole armor is called an armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. That is not in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. This is different armor that's not in Ephesians 6.12. So please pay close attention. I would like for you to take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians. Okay, there are some other armor that I'd like to give to you before we close. All the armor is not in Ephesians 6.10 is what people say, the whole arm of God. But if you search the word more diligently, there are other areas of the armor of God that we're supposed to put on. Let's look at it. In Ephesians 6, uh, 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. As Christians, we are engaged in a spiritual conflict with the evil. The spiritual conflict is described as a warfare of faith. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 through 19, that continues until we enter into life to come. Second Timothy 4, 7 through 8. Second, uh, Galatians 5, 17. Satan is a masterful strategist who seeks our downfall by his vicious schemes. Some of the wiles of the devil perpetrated to bring division in the church and unbelief, to bring discouragement to the, to the Christian so that the Christian cannot effectively play, or pray. Unwillingness to forgive. 
getting our eyes off Jesus, including reasoning, rationalized, eyeballing, intellectualism, understanding, fighting it from the flesh. These armaments are not effective to be a Christian, wherefore one has been bewitched by the devil. Galatians 3.1 We can take confidence in the fact that our victory has been secured by Jesus himself. His death on the cross, Jesus waged a triumph battle against Satan. He disarmed the evil powers and authorities. Colossians 2.15, Matthew 11.29, Luke 10.18, John 12.31. He led captives into his train and redeemed the believers from Satan's power. Acts 26.18. If he has redeemed us from Satan's power, why not you walking in his power? Flesh, mind, eyeball, reason, stubbornness. You got to break all that. You got to break it. You have to break it. You have to break it. Cannot do this. And if you try to do this, you are going to get frustrated. Amen. You have to let the Lord be your hedge, your refuge, your fortress, your deliverer, your defense, your front and rear guard, your stronghold, your strength, your rock, your savior, and your life. Again, you have to let the Lord become your hedge. You can't do it in the flesh. You cannot fight spiritual warfare in the flesh. It ain't going to work. You cannot do it. You have to let the Lord be your hedge, your refuge, your fortress, your deliverer, your defense, your front and rear guard, your stronghold, your strength, your rock, your savior, and your light. And in the meantime, Make sure that you pull the full adequate arm of God on when you're dealing with this beast. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. 6, verse 7. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. That is other armor armor that God tells us that we must put on, and that's not in Ephesians 6.11. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. The next is called the armor of light. That is in the book of Romans. So if you go to Romans chapter 13, verse 12, let's look at this. Romans 13, verse 12. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. The works of darkness is anger. That's not the armor of light. When a person is trying to learn spiritual warfare, you have to get out the way and believe. Spiritual warfare is not based on your emotions. It is not based on your intellect. It's not based on your human reasoning. When you use those things, it is going to fail. There is a breastplate of righteousness in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. There is also a breastplate of faith and love that you have to put on, which is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. Let's look at that. These are other armors that is not in Ephesians 6, 11. In 1 Thessalonians... Chapter 5, verse 
1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober. Notice it says, be sober. That means be alert. Putting on the breastplate of love, the breastplate of faith, I'm sorry, and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation, the helmet, deliverance, salvation around your head, that you can cast down these thoughts. There are spiritual arrows in Psalms chapter 38, verse 2, used against the enemy. Spiritual arrows in also Psalms 45, verse 5. Do you know there's a shield of faith in Psalms chapter 91, verse 4? Let's look at that. These are weapons that we can use. The devil don't want you to get these weapons. Use these weapons against God. I guarantee he'll buck, and you can buck back at him and just go at it until you win. You win if you believe in Christ. Doubt, skepticism, unbelief, intellectualism, eyeballing, mind, reason, human understanding, you're going to lose. And you're going to continue to get frustrated with it because you cannot do this in the flesh. These are spiritual battles that you have to agree within the Godhead in your spirit that you would do it by the Holy Ghost, not by human reasoning. Uh, Psalms 91 verse 4. Psalms 91 verse 4. Psalms 91, verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thy shield and buckler. Shield, truth, and buckler. Psalms 94, verse 4. Amen. The shield and the feathers of God can protect us too. God has feathers in Psalms chapter 91, verse 4. The wings of God is in Ruth 212. These are armaments that you can use against the enemy. Also, the wings of God is in Psalms 36, verse 7. The wings of God is also in Psalms chapter 61, verse 4. The shield of salvation, Psalms 1835. Again, the breastplate of righteousness, Ephesians 6:14. Again, the breastplate of faith, 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5, verse 8, again, the breastplate of faith, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 8. Again, the breastplate of love, Ephesians, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 8. Arrows of the Lord, you can use that against the enemies. Psalms 38, 17, because the enemies are going to shoot out fiery darts. And when Christians come under attack with these fiery darts, they start running, and then they start calling me. No, you don't need to call on me. Get on back out there. Don't become calling me. You need to call on the Lord. I don't want any of you calling me for me to be your spiritual war, do your war with you. I'm not doing that. I will teach you how to fight. I got to fight my own battle. Stop trying to get somebody to fight for you. You got to fight your own. own, own. You got to dig your own foxhole, <laughs> uh, man. This is a war, and if you're going to get left out of it, if you're going to be carnal, I can tell you that right now. You will be totally left out. The Bible says, Ephesians 6.16, above all, taking the shield of faith wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Fiery darts. That's a problem that the devil sent after you. Let me give you an example of a fiery dart that I'm going through. I have had my water to get fixed three times in my house. My pipe has busted four times. Each time I pay. 
Now, this is a spiritual thing. I'm saying, Lord, what is this? And as I got on the fast, the Lord began to show me, son, it's the roots under your tree, under the under your uh, ground that's stretching, popping the buses. The Lord told that to me. Now, do I have the funds right now? No. But I'm a soldier. I said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Does God love me because my water, uh, I, can, I can turn my water on, but I got to hurry up and turn it on and turn it off because I got a pipe bus. This is a trial God's putting me through. Do I have an attitude where I'm going to get mad at God? No, because I recognize when I'm going through something, God is not the one that's making me suffer. It's probably my disobedience or me having a lack of understanding of what I'm going on or just going to be a trial of tribulation that you've got to go through because God will put you through tests to strengthen you. Now, how would I adjust to this? I bind, I pray. I don't get mad at God because my pipes bust. But what y'all do? Y'all get mad at God. You get angry at the Lord. You get angry at the Lord instructors. Oh, Jesus. And you make their job very uncomfortable when someone's trying to help you. You know, you can push away a, a man or someone who's trying to help you. Let me, let me give you this here. Because a lot of these people, don't, you don't understand this. I'm going to read it to you. And I pray that this will give you some enlightenment of what I'm trying to say. In Hebrews 13, 17, it says, Obey them that have the rule over you. Anytime that you are under some teacher, you have to submit to what they say. Now, if you don't believe what they say, then you don't be around them. You, if they got the signs, for, they're not perfect now. But if you see signs following the word being taught with that vessel, use that ver- vessel. But look what you can do, how the devil can really mess that up. Satan is always trying to destroy brothers in Christ. He's trying to tear down the communication. Here's why. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls that they must give an account. See, I had to give an account when I'm teaching the person. When empire sit up under me, I had to give an account. They must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. That is unprofitable. You can make it miserable for a person. They ain't going to tell you. What did you? You're making it hard for me. And if you tell them, yes, the devil will use that. They're so sensitive that he'll use that. I call it pole stopping. Pow. Time the devil pop that soul. Pow. I see it all the time. People just give up, get angry. And they get mad at me. Everybody but the devil. Get mad at the devil. Put the shield of salvation on. Amen. Let God be your buckler. All right. Use God's shield. It's in Psalms 144, verse 2. God has a shield. Use it. Use that shield. Again, God has a shield. In Psalms 144, verse 2, God has a shield. God has a shield in Psalms 18:35. God has a shield. God has a shield of Psalms 84, verse 11. God has a shield in Psalms 114, verse 9, 10, and 11. Use the sword. Matthew 10.34, Ephesians 6.17, Revelation 1.16, Revelation 2.16, Isaiah 1.20, Jeremiah 23.29, Psalm 7.12, Isaiah 11.4, Exodus 5.3, Ezekiel 35.5, and Revelation 2.16. Use that against the devil. Not resistant to the sins of the flesh, sins cause separation from God. It allows Satan to give influences and sometimes even control. Sin hinders our power to combat the evil one 
especially when it is a known sin. Therefore, to him who knows to do good does not do it to him it is sin. Repent from that and ask the Lord to forgive you. Amen. Indulging in the sins of the flesh, as recorded in Galatians 5, 19 and 20, inhabits demonic power. Deal with it. Ask God to give you grace. It is hard to be a Christian. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you. If it wasn't for the grace of God, I would have not made it this far. I am unworthy of everything. You know, I, I really believe if I die, I'm going to make it to heaven. I have a concept like that every day. I'm not going to get comfortable in my little piece of righteousness. And my piece of righteousness, and your righteousness ain't nothing to God. they filthy rags. Will yourself to him. Submit yourself to him. And I guarantee you, you will get the victory. Amen? The solution is to lay aside every weight that we have that sin which so easily ensnares. Lay aside that. Put that aside and say, Lord, I'm going to let you build me up. Make that confession tonight. Lord, I'm sorry. I have not been good in spiritual warfare. Lord, forgive me. He said if you confess your fault, that he's just and forgive you from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Isn't that beautiful? That he will forgive you. He will forgive you from all unrighteousness. Acknowledge that you need God's word. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. Isaiah 5.13, 1 Timothy 4.13, and 2 Timothy 2.15. In John 8.32, it says, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Have the mind of Christ, and not the mind of the flesh. Isaiah 61.11, 1 Corinthians 2.16, Philippians 2.5, the mind of Christ. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let liberty reign with you, 2 Corinthians 3.17. In 2 Corinthians 4.3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. God does not want you to be lost to the gospel. He does not want you to do that. He loves you. He cares for you. And ask the Lord to forgive you. Amen? Stay out the flesh in your mind and submit yourself to God and put on his armor because his armor is real and it works. Ephesians 6.15, and your feet shotted with the preparation of the gospel priests. Be prepared. Put on the breastplate of righteousness, wherein which you know that the breastplate of righteousness is on. Read that. Amen. And trust God with all your heart, all your soul. Ask God to protect you from the enemy. And ask God to forgive you, most of all, for any of your sins. I want to thank you for listening to us here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. God wants us to have the armor of God on. Stand with that armor. Make sure that you put that breastplate of righteousness on, which is in Ephesians 6.14. It is also in Isaiah 59.17, the breastplate of righteousness. The breast that on, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. Put on the breastplate of love. Put that on, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. Satan has fury darts. You can counteract that. Fury darts is in Ephesians 6, 16. Jesus have arrows. Take the arrows and point it back at him and speak that and send that back to the sender because Satan is a lie. The truth is not in him. Stand on his word. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that good? So if you have sinned and you have been, you know, made a mistake in your spiritual warfare, going in the flesh, getting back support, that's okay. Just ask the Lord to forgive you. Say, Heavenly Father, I ask that you forgive me for my sins, known and unknown. 
I believe that you are the Son of God, and I believe you died and rose on the third day, seating at the right hand of the Father, interceding for me. I ask that you forgive me for all of my sins, known and unknown. You are the Son of God. Come into my life, Lord, and teach me how to live. I surrender this day to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that has happened to you, please email me or call me at 678 708-3733. You're welcome to call in on our lines at 646-378-1857. We're going to open up the lines for questions and answers here. I want to thank you that's listening to us here at www.livedeliverance.com. We've been on air for 14 14 years, and it's been a blessing. Please sow a seed to us to keep us on air. This is our telethon. We do it before the holidays. We don't want to compete against the holidays, but we are asking that you sow a seed, keep us on there. We need a search engine. That's $347 a month, and I believe that God is going to find a way for me to get income. Do you know it's very difficult for me to get income? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not confessing this. I'm just telling you what's going on spiritually because I confess that all the gifts and all the money will come here by any hindrance. I know God would have let it. But these forces of darkness don't want me on the air. And people think this is free. This is not free. I need headsets. I can't hear out of this one. I need money for that. But the very few people who types us, I take that to pay the bills. And I want to expand. I don't want me to have one person listen to me. I want thousands of people to hear me. Tell someone about this live deliverance in that radio station. We're not a radio station that commercializes a lot of things. We're not into commercialization. We're not into lifting up businesses. We're not here to partner with people. I can do that and put people on my uh, Internet radio station, give them commercials, and they don't even listen to me on radio. No, this is not... Uh, a house of thieves here. This is the Deliverance Ministry radio station. We are dedicated to the Deliverance Ministry, the ministry of healing, all types of teaching we believe in. We're Sabbath keepers. We believe in reconciliation, sanctification, justification, dispensation of God, holiness, deliverance, breaking generational curses, the prophetic, laying on the hand. Oh, we're building all of this stuff. And we stand on the principles and teachings of Dr. Derek Prince. You can listen to Derek Prince 24 hours a day at www.livedeliverance.com. You can go to that site right now and hit YouTube, and you will see Derek Prince in operation. So, so a seed, keep us on air. I need more equipment. I need to get a search engine. We need a lot, and we need you to tell someone. It's you who our listening audience does our commercials. It's you who are marketing. If you learn, if you want to learn something simple, if you're here to, for me to educate you and, inter, and give you intellectuality and play with you and joke, I'm not here for that. It's okay to keep humor, but I keep it real. I'm an instructor. And I want to give you the Bible in the simplest form so you can implement it for yourself. Amen. Again, sow a seed and keep me on air. We need your contributions. We want to get a search engine. We need more income. It takes money to run a radio station. And I'm going to believe that God is going to bring a miracle for me. I'm believing that. And I'm believing once I settle my, my military case, oh, I'm good. It's on. You're going to see this thing stretch out. I have enough money to buy four or five search engines. And I, it will grow. It's going to grow. This thing is going to grow more than what it is. I want the people to know that Jesus is the Son of God worldwide. We have a brother that teaches out of Finland. That's right. We have a Finnish brother in the Lord who's on staff here. We have another brother that teaches out of Jamaica. 
Pastor Earl White teaches on Sundays, Pastor Steve Lee on Mondays, Evangelist Janice Taylor on Thursdays, and myself between Monday through Friday. Again, go to www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left-hand corner of the PayPal icon, source seed to keep us on air. Shalom and God bless. Stand by. I want to thank those who have been listening to me at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. We're going to regular broadcast. Okay, we're now off air, and I will open up the mic to Chaplain John Durden. You have the mic. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, as usual, I love hearing the Holy Spirit speak through Brother Emmett. It's very rewarding, and um, I really enjoyed it. And some of it I needed to hear to help me to grow and everything else, you know, because I'm not the super-duper type of I'm learning, still learning, and uh, and those who have spent their time, I ask your forgiveness, but uh, this is serious, and uh, I love this ministry. It's great. God bless Brother Emmett for being so obedient to the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and the dedication he has given to this ministry. It's in Jesus' name I give him uh, rewards for being honored and being trustworthy, and his teachings is not false. And his teaching, Joe, doesn't come from me. It comes from the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, you all have a good day. Praise God. Let's close with Jermaine that way. Said this is Jermaine Edwards. Yeah. Listen, in all you're getting get wisdom, knowledge, understanding Aim for the sky, reach the mountain, keep climbing Stop saying you can't, oh you know you never tried it Don't waste your energy unless you see the benefits Negative thoughts, pessimist call I'm an optimist rising though sometimes I fall I'm a keep moving even if I have to crawl Running with a purpose and I know I have to run fast Principles work everywhere, anytime. Feel up, get life when success is denied. Why no? Every question deserves a reply. And my life is submitted to the highest of I. I, I got my eyes on the prize. I won't accept and lie. I from a people and die. There is a reason why.
cause less effect Success is never accidental Your life today is because of the price you pay Dreaming does more act now Self it, I won't bow Poppy collar, you're a winner, you're a star century, there'll be one name that's bound to feature prominently. Derek Prince. A humble Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.